radio station in North Georgia. It's 8.30 and time once again for the Bible broadcast with evangelist Keith Allison. Well, let me say what a real blessing it is to be back on the radio again today. And I want to thank you, dear listener, for tuning in with me. And I'm honored to be able to come to you by means of the radio and share another message out of the good word of God. I do trust that the broadcast finds you and your family well today. I trust that you are involved in a good fundamental Bible-believing church, and uh, if you aren't, then let me certainly encourage you to do so. I would like to say that today's broadcast is sponsored by Keith Allison Ministries. This is a faith-based, listener-supported ministry out of Demarest, Georgia, and uh, we're just honored to be on the air with these 30 minutes of Bible study and Bible exposition. And let me say that you... Uh, I would love for you to visit our website. It is KeithAllisonMinistries.com. Again, that's KeithAllisonMinistries.com. And on the website, you will see uh, our itinerary. Uh, there's usually about two months or so posted uh, of the places that I'll be preaching uh, in the upcoming weeks, and we would love for you to look at that. And uh, as always, if, if you see where we're going to be in an area that you may live, then I would certainly love to see you uh, and meet you there in church. And then you'll see the radio stations that I'm on, and uh, you can listen online to most of these. Uh, just simply Google their call letters, go to their website, and uh, they'll probably have a link that says listen live, and uh, you can hear uh, us on the on most of those radio stations at the time that they air online. And then you'll see the books that I have written. Uh, I believe they'd be a real help and a blessing. If you could use one of those, you can order using your debit or credit card. Uh, just click on to where it says buy now, and uh, you'll be going right into the website of the Scripture Truth Book Company in Fincastle, Virginia, where they are so uh, graciously uh, sell, they sell my books. And so uh, we want you to be sure and take advantage of those. I think it'd be a help and a, it'd be a great addition to your library. And so well, just wanted to mention that. If you'll have a pen and paper ready at the end of the broadcast, I'd love to give you a contact, uh, uh, some contact information. If you'd like to write to us or call, email or text, we would certainly love to hear from you. And it is always a blessing to hear from our listeners. And those of you that have reached out to me just recently, I want to say thank you. And it always encourages me to know that you are listening. And so it encourages me uh, when somebody lets me know that they are listening. And so I want to thank you for that. And then, of course, always thank you to those of you that may help us financially. I know sometimes people may send a one-time love offering, and then there's some that may send uh, kindly regularly to the broadcast. And uh, ever, ever what you can do, I want you to know that it goes to the radio time. I have to purchase radio time on these stations. And so without your help, without your prayers, uh, we could not be doing what we are doing. And it is my desire uh, that the sinners might be saved 
that the saints of God might grow and be edified in their faith, and then that uh, those that are shut in and discouraged and others that listen, maybe it'll be a blessing and a help to you. I'm not on the radio to take the place of your pastor, uh, but to just simply be an asset in your life uh, for the things of God. And so I trust that the broadcast will be a blessing and a help to you. And if you ever would like a copy of a radio message that you hear, then please let me know and I'll try to get that to you. It'll take a few weeks, but we'll try to get that mailed out to you if you would like a copy. Just be sure that you let me know uh, the title, uh, what I'm preaching on at least, so I'll know what to send you and just please let us know. All right, we're going to read our text today out of the book of Hosea, chapter number 8. The book of Hosea, chapter number 8. And I want to read one verse, and God is speaking through his prophet Hosea, and he is prophesying uh, about judgment to come upon uh, these people. I know Israel had gone into apostasy, and God was using his prophets uh, not only to, uh, to uh, condemn Israel, but the other nations as well. But he says this, I'll back up and read verse number, uh, verse number 11. Because Ephraim, and of course Ephraim uh, is uh, a reference to Israel, because Ephraim hath made many altars to sin, altars shall be unto him to sin. But here's the verse that I want. God says, I have written to him, that is to Israel, I have written to him the great things of my law, but they were counted as a strange thing. I want you to hear that again. I have written to him the great things of my law, but they were counted as a strange thing. You see, Israel had gone into apostasy, and then they were facing uh, the Assyrian captivity, and of course Judah was facing the Babylonian captivity, and God was talking about the nation of Israel, and I want to remind you what he said about them in the last chapter of the book of Second Chronicles, uh, chapter number 36, where the Lord said this. He said, And the Lord God of their fathers sent to them by his messengers, rising up the times, that is many times, and sending, because he had compassion on his people and on his dwelling place. But they mocked the messengers of God. Now this is what Israel did to God's men and to God's word. But they mocked the messengers of God and despised his words and misused his prophets until the wrath of the Lord arose against his people till there was no remedy. In other words, God said it's enough. God had sent them prophets and preachers and God had sent them his word, his divinely inspired word, they had 
the portions of the Old Testament that had already been written. They had those. They have the Pentateuch. They have the law, the first five books of the Bible. But yet they despised his words. And I want to say that, you know, I'm afraid that that America has seen her better days because we're in the same condition and the same shape that Israel was in prior to her judgment. God has blessed America with sending men of God, and we have the word of God. We have probably more preachers and more copies of the word of God per capita, that is, in relation to the uh, population of our nation than any other nation in the world. So you could say that we have had more light, more revelation, more illumination, more warnings, more truth given to us than any nation, but yet we are leading the way in heathenism. We are leading the way away from God. And so that's why I believe that judgment awaits the United States of America because it comes to a point to where the only remedy for apostasy is judgment. People cannot and will not be brought back to God, not because of God's uh, 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 not because of God's doing, but because of the hardness of man's heart. So here in Hosea, God was speaking through his prophet, and he said, I have written to him the great things of my law. Isn't this the word of God? And I know that in the context, he uses the word law, but I do believe that he's talking about all of the truth that had been revealed to the nation of Israel up to that point. And so reading this verse in light of the day in which we're living in, we have a completed Bible. We have Genesis through Revelation. We have 66 books, two testaments, that God has inspired and preserved and given to you and I. Now, last time on the broadcast, I brought a message on the believer and his Bible. And I, I stressed and I emphasized the truth that in the light of all that's going on today in the world with all of this uh, uh, liberalism, with this transgenderism, with all the, the homosexuality and all the other sins that are rampant, I tried to deal with the fact of how that we as a believer, how that we have to maintain the standards of the word of God. I pointed out that we do not have the choice to have our own opinion or our own idea, but we have to embrace the fundamental teachings of the word of God. And so I made my appeal to those that may not understand us as a Christian, to those that may not understand us as fundamental. And so I, I tried to make the case that for you to understand us, you've got to understand that, that we're, we're basing our conviction 
and our beliefs off of, a, of what we believe to be a divinely inspired Bible. And as a part of our belief, as a part historically and theologically of being a Christian, what we believe has been what the Christians since the first century A.D. has always believed. So we have not changed. We are adhering to the teachings of the Word of God. So we dealt with that last week on the believer and his Bible. Today I want to deal with this thought on God's great Word. He said, I have written to him the great things of my law. God himself is saying that his law, his word, is great. And for God to say that, that puts a lot of weight on that statement. I have written to him the great things of my law. But now look at how man responds to them. But they were counted as a strange thing. And so it is today. You see, there are those that uh, call us bigoted. There are those that say that we are prejudiced, that we're homophobic, and that we have all of these other uh, uh, vile and hatred ideas and concepts about life and about people and about standards. But I want you to again, I want to say it again. I want to say that we're believing what the Bible teaches, and we do not have the right to alter what we believe because it is the word of God. So I want to look today very briefly at God's great word. And I want to give you, I want to give you six reasons why I believe it is great. Six Bible reasons why this Bible is great. He said, I have written to him the great things of my law but they were accounted or counted as strange things. The writer of Hebrews said in Hebrews 4.12, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Thank God our Bible is very much alive and powerful in these days. So number one, I want to say that why is his word great? Number one, it is great because it reveals the Savior. In other words, the only revelation that we have of Jesus Christ is in this Bible. I know that there is history about Christ, but as far as the inspired, infallible, inerrant record, we have it in the Word of God. Paul, in writing to the church at Corinth, he said this in 1 Corinthians 15 in verse number 3 through 4. He said, For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day. Now listen, according to the scriptures. 
So everything that we believe about Jesus is revealed in God's great word. Everything that we know about him that we can trust and believe is in the Bible, in the word of God. Again, it's not fairy tales. It's not, uh, it's not just a historical record, but the Bible is the word of God and it reveals the Savior. That's why it is a great book, amen, a great word. In Romans chapter number one, one of my favorite verses, the Bible says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is, that is the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein, that is within that gospel, and the word gospel means the good news, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel or the good news of Christ. Why? For it is the power of God unto salvation. So this Bible reveals the Savior. Paul said this, in, or, or John wrote this in John chapter number 20 and verse number 31. He's talking about the writings and what Jesus did. He said, but these, talking about the works of Christ, but these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. And so this Bible is given to us that it might reveal the Savior. It reveals three things when we're talking about him. It reveals, number one, who he is. Number two, it reveals what he did. And number three, it reveals what he's going to do. Thank God. He is the Son of God. He is and was that virgin-born son of Mary, a friend, God incarnate. He lived a sinless life, died a vicarious death for you and I, rose from the grave, ascended back to heaven. He's seated as our great high priest. And one of these days, he's coming again. In part one, he's coming for the church. And then in part two, he's coming to set up that earthly kingdom age. So thank God, the great word reveals the Savior. Number two, its message not only reveals the Savior, but its message converts the sinner. It converts the sinner. Again, I go back to Romans 1 and verse 16. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. In other words, friend, you do not get saved without knowing that Jesus is the Christ, that he died for your sins, and that you can be saved by trusting and believing in him. And it's through this Bible, through the word of God, uh, that we have this. In 1 Peter chapter number 1, in verse 23, the Bible says, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. Look at that, being born again, being born from above, being born anew, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. How? By the word of God, which liveth 
and abideth forever. So thank God the message converts the sinner. It exposes his sin. We know, friend, from the word of God that we are sinners. So the message exposes the sinner's sin, but it explains salvation to him. Amen. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And it behooves you and I and the church today, friend, uh, to declare the wonderful message of Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Luke 19.10, a friend, uh, Jesus said, For the Son of Man is come uh, to seek and to save that which was lost. Aren't you glad today, dear friend, that the great word, this message of God's word, it converts the sinner. Number three, let me say, it not only reveals the Savior, its message converts the sinner, but its message matures the saints. Its message matures the saints. In other words, once that sinner is saved, then it is through the Bible, it is through the Word of God that that believer will grow in his faith. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, that is mature, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Thank God its message matures the saints. In the book of, of 1 Peter chapter number 2, and verse number two, we find Peter, what he says about this maturing. He says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Oh, neighbor, what a blessing it is for somebody that gets saved to begin to attend church, go to Sunday school, go to Sunday morning service, Sunday night service, Wednesday night service, and hear the man of God open up the Bible and teach from it, and you will grow from it. You, there may be times when you leave the service and you may think that you didn't get anything out of it, but I assure you that if you were exposed to the word of God as a believer, it has an effect on you. It has a maturing and a cleansing effect in your life. The message that matures the saints, it shows us where we're at. It shows us what we should be. That is Christ-like. And then, thank God, it tells us how to get there. You see, the Bible doesn't just show us where we're at. It doesn't just show us what we ought to be, but it tells us, how to get there. And so every person that is listening to me, you do not have to remain in the condition you're in. You do not have to remain where you're at. I believe I'm preaching to somebody probably that's defeated. Somebody that feels like, like you just can't get up. You're, you're so low. You can't even uh, uh, get yourself pulled up. Some of you are feeling like you're just a loser, that you keep losing battles to sin, to the world, and to the devil. And many of you are maybe going through depression and different things in your life, 
but I want you to know, a friend, and I'm not, I'm not just saying this as a cop-out, but I want you to know that the Word of God, it is sufficient for every area of your life. And friend, God wants you, a friend, to take advantage of His Word because it will mature you. And the areas that we are not mature in, the areas that we are lacking in, will be the areas that we are defeated in. Are you listening to me? And then let me say this, friend, you will never advance beyond the area to where you know what to do. Let me ask you this. Are you doing what you know to do? If you aren't doing already what you know to do, then you're not going to have victory. You're not going to have success. I was told of a, of a great man of God, a friend, and they said that when he would counsel uh, that if somebody had problems and they wanted to talk to him about his pro their problems, he always started this away. He said, are you reading your Bible daily? And then he would say, are you praying daily? Then he would say, are you going to church on Sunday morning? Are you going to church on Sunday night? Are you going to church on Wednesday night? And then he would say, are you tithing? And he said this. He said, if you're not doing the simple, basic elements of Christianity, he said, then you'll never go any farther in your Christian life. And I'm saying to you today that some of your struggles could be eliminated by simply starting to practice and to live out the basic elements of Christianity. And that's where we miss it at. That's where we lose out at. But the word of God, the message, it is a great word because it reveals the Savior. It is a great word because its message converts the sinner. It is a great word because its message matures the saints. It is a great message because its message gives victory over Satan. And Jesus himself, friend, was our example in that. In Matthew chapter number four, when Jesus went into the wilderness there to be tempted of the devil, the Bible tells us that three times a Satan tempted him. And friend, all three times Jesus answered the devil's temptation with the word of God. He said, it is written. He said, it is written again. And then he said, it is written. And everything that the devil threw at him, he used his knowledge of the word of God to offset that attack. It's no different from you and I. It's not a matter of, my, it's, not, it's not the power of positive thinking. It's the power of the word of God. It is you embracing the truth. And this Bible is the word of God. This Bible has the power to grant you victory over the devil. No wonder the apostle John wrote in 1 John chapter number 5 uh, when he said, Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Christ. And he said, And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And the Bible says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Listen to me now. Your faith 
is a response to the word of God. I've been preaching that a lot lately. Your faith is a response to the word of God. And the only way we're going to have faith is to embrace and receive the word of God. So I'm saying, neighbor, its message gives victory over Satan. Number five, quickly let me say that its message will prevent sin. Psalms 119, 9, uh, the Bible says this. The psalmist was writing, and he was talking about his relationship. And he said, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. The word of God will keep sin out of your life. In Psalms 119, 11, the psalmist said, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Again, you go back to its message giving victory over Satan. And then lastly, its message sustains in times of suffering. Amen. Isn't it a blessing to read Romans 8, 28? We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. I mean, just the message of the word of God can sustain you and I. How about 2 Corinthians 12 in verse 9 when Paul said, he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. So thank God we have a great word. Today's broadcast sponsored by Keith Allison Ministries of Demarest, Georgia. You can write to me at Keith Allison, P.O. Box 312, Cornelia, Georgia, 30531. You can go to my website, KeithAllisonMinistries.com. Call or text 706-968-1182. And until next time, keep looking up for Jesus is coming soon. 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville Gainesville.